Hello everyone and welcome to WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine. I am here with my fellow podcast members, Matt. Hello. Scott. Greetings. Rob. Hello. And he Holly. Took me greetings. Hi. Uh, did oh, I'm sorry. Man. Scott Scott stole, stole greetings. Um so just a few disclaimers at the top. Number one, it is raining outside, so you might hear thunder. Um you know, it's the summer, it's a summer heat storm. Um, secondly, this is going to be a supersized episode that's actually going to be our next episode as well. So again, if there's breaking news, um, forgive us. Uh, we're recording ahead because of summer schedules and that it is going to be a super long episode, but it's going to be a very fun one. And I'm really excited for some of this discussion. We've already kind of been talking around the table. I don't think you should oversell it. I, I think you should say that this one's going to suck. So that when you listen yeah. to it, no, but then when then they listen to it, they'll be like, oh my God, this is yeah, great. Yeah, but what if they stop listening right now because they're like, oh, well. They wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that, would you? Don't do <laughs> <Okay>. that. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with the top of it off like we always do. Um, and it's Matt, where we're picking a Disney drink. Um, and Matt, you got a, you got a Disney drink for us? You know, I actually do. And it's one that I had on my most recent trip uh, to the most magical place on Earth. And that would be... Wait, did I say that right? You did. Okay, mm-hmm. great. You looked at me. Uh, well, I was cons- thinking, like, is the place where you got this really the most magical place yes, on Earth? Yes, Disney Springs. <laughs> I think it's the place to be. The it place, certainly is. The place to be. And this is a, a place um, that I, I don't... I definitely don't like as much as, as some other people sitting at this table. It's not that I don't like it. I just feel like, um, especially Catherine is a big fan of this place, and that's Wine Bar George. And perhaps it's just because I'm not um, as big of a wine drinker in general, or that the the few times that I have been here, I was, like, just kind of uh, not blown away by it. Like, not not great or, or not bad, but just, you know, okay. But So I often forget about this place, but... Uh, Catherine and I and a couple of friends uh, sat at the bar upstairs um, and just had a few drinks and apps and I got something on the menu that really piqued my interest because it was very interesting and that was a frozen old-fashioned made with Dole Whip orange. Hmm. So like I like old fashions and like I was like, a frozen old-fashioned, that's so weird. So, like, you know, it was the consistency of a frozen beverage, like the slushy kind of thing, which I was like, that is so strange with whiskey. It says, with George Dickel, eight-year-old Tennessee whiskey. No Dickel. No Dickel, Tennessee whiskey. Um, Yeah, it was... I mean, I'll show you the picture of the the color. I mean, it looks like we've got an orange, an orange. Yeah, it's hue. kind of a burnt orange. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that the you know the dull wit um, is kind of like gives you that orange like you would normally have the um, orange peel like in there for that like mm-hmm. uh, just kind of zest of orange. It was really good. I mean, if you like old fashions, but it's, it, it was really hot out and you're like, but I want a frozen beverage. It is a weird, it's weird. Like I, it, it, it's, but I really liked it. Um, so do you, is the, is the booze mixed in or is it like a float? Like, no, it's mixed. I think it's mixed. 
Yeah, it's mixed. It's okay. all mixed together. Because yeah, sometimes, like, you get yeah, the dough and stuff, and yeah, they just pour yeah, the liquor no. on yeah. top. Like, I believe it's all in one of okay. those machines. Oh, that's interesting. I, so, like Matt, an adult slush. Yes, yeah. exactly. It Matt, is, yeah. Matt kind of glossed over the fact that um, this was kind of a life hack. I don't know if we've ever done this before, but we walked up to Wine Bar George. We did not have a reservation. We just wanted to drink. And they were like, oh, well, there's the bar downstairs. And the bar downstairs... I don't know if I ever really sat there, but right when you walk in the door, there is like a shorty bar. Do you know what I mean? It's like like tabletop, not counter height. And it has really short stools. And there were three of them and then one tall stool. And I was like, this is going to be so awkward. Like directly in front of one, you. Yeah, like right when you walk in the uh. door, there's just like a tabletop height short bar. That almost looks like the area that you're not supposed to sit at a bar because it's where they're actually like placing, the, drink. placing mm-hmm. the drinks. And they're like, you can't sit there. Well, they were like, yeah. you could sit there or there's a bar upstairs that's just seat yourself. And that was really nice, and there was plenty of room upstairs. So if you it go was, in what, there, like maybe like six or seven. Yeah, stools. there were six. I think six stools because there was a couple at the bar, and then four of us walked up. And you can order food at the bar. Like it was, it was really nice. Uh, really good bartender up there too. So highly I, recommend. I didn't realize like how big it was up there. Like I mean, yeah. it's not like a huge space up or downstairs, but it was. Um, well, they have that whole other room upstairs right, that, too. Past that was the bathroom. I, I feel like they do events there. And yeah, stuff, they don't do. They? They, they'll close that. Yeah, off. I didn't know that that whole other room was there. Um, I just I don't know if I've been upstairs to that point. I mean, if I have, I just went like. To I had the a brunch up there once, but I don't think you were there. So. I was not. No. Okay. But yeah, how much is that? It was fifteen dollars. <laughs> Which is actually on the like the cheaper That's, end yeah. of drinks at Wine Bar George because my I got the sangria, the world yeah. famous Wine Bar George sangria, and that was sixteen dollars. So like, yeah. I mean it's. Like yeah, and that's you pretty much like what you're four paying. Four bucks for a frozen drink. <laughs> yeah, and, and add another four bucks for the premium of that eight-year dickle. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Stop saying eight-year dickle. It's what it's called. It's his All name. All right. Anyway, uh, Rob, news. Yes. <laughs> Please. Um, Please news us. So we're in July, which means Christmas in July. So uh-huh. we got a bunch of Christmas news <laughs> for Walt Disney World. Um, We'll just go over some of these things quick. I don't even know if they require a discussion. Um, the Very Merry Christmas Party's coming back November 9th through the 22nd. Again, 159 to 199. When we started going, I'll say Under like 10 years. Under 100. These parties, right? They were Under like, 100. 99 okay, yeah, was yeah, like the yeah, maximum okay. I ever paid for one of these parties. I think when we went to the first Halloween party, it was like 70-something. Yeah. Yeah, with like DVC yeah, discounts and yeah, stuff they used to do. Yeah, discounts, yeah. Um, but that was but I, bring, I only bring that up because um, Disney is now doing a hard ticket holiday event at Disney's Hollywood Studios called Disney Jollywood Nights. Jollywood Nights. Um, I, so actually this, kinda, I actually kind of, I actually kind of like the name that is. Yeah, um, this is going to be only ten nights, um, November and December, one fifty nine to one seventy nine. Um, the event is eight thirty to twelve thirty. It sounds fairly interesting. It's, I want to go. Yeah, I will explain. Like, yeah, all the details are there. Well, if what's interesting is, well, first of all, before you get to the details, this is the first like. Uh, ticketed. Part ticketed party event that has happened to my knowledge, at least holiday, 
holidays. Correct. Sure. Holiday. They used to do because the villains. They, yeah, thing. they do. Mm-hmm. There were other holiday party. When yeah. does it start? What is um, the time frame? Let me see the the dates when it does actually. November thirteenth. It's, it's like that weekend right November eleventh. Yeah, right after Food um, One ends. Uh, there's five in November, five in December. I feel like based on the limited, uh, the the limited nature of this, I feel like this is gonna sell out pretty yes. quickly. Yes, and I I think so. We'll go through kind of some of the the things that are being offered. Um, so there's gonna be a DJ spinning a mix of holiday tunes <laughs> as you enter. The uh, saddest DJ you'll ever seen. <laughs> Commissary Lane is comes to life with a lively Latin street fair. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's F-A-I-R, what I think about. F-A-I-R, not F-A-R-E. Do they mean different things? Well, fair, fair just F-A-R-E means like general is stuff. Food. Huh? F-A-R-E is just food, and then F-A-I-R is like, yeah. like carnival right. type. Can <laughs> F-A-R-E also just mean like general stuff? Like can't you just say like, and there's some... I sold my fare at the market. Could I don't know. Fair, I you could sell your fare at the fair. Yeah. Whatever. Whoa. Um, something that I think will be extremely popular kermit the frog and miss piggy host a live holiday special at theater of the stars with some of their disney friends <laughs> and then th- this thing it said they're doing uh something at the hyperion theater and it's not frozen it is actually jack skellington and oogie boogie are going to be at the hyperion theater I, Does it I, say I, what they're doing? Or just uh, let me, let me see here. So I'm reading from two different articles. At the Theater of the Stars, the Frozen sing-along will be replaced with Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie leading a Nightmare Before Christmas show. Huh? Describes it as show. Um, oh they are God, also doing... Um, they are bringing the Tip Top oh Club. Oh, my God. Kill me. From, I want to see this From so uh, Tower of Terror. Now... Have you I ever seen the made-for-TV movie with um, Steve Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg. Good, good, yeah. Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah, I have it on And TV. Jan Levinson, Ghoul from The Office. <laughs> I have not seen oh, this. Oh, it's Yo. so good. It's, it's good. not, but it's good. <laughs> so bad, it's good. Oh, watch, watch that relic. So it, it says, The Otherworldly soir- Soiree at the Hollywood Tower Hotel Courtyard. We'll see the oh. park reawaken the legendary Tip Top Club. It will offer new food and drink worthy of Hollywood's elite. This sounds sick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you just wonder how they're going to be able to do some of these things because they think they'll be super popular. I know. I, so the be speculation big. with that is going to be like a grab and go yeah. of, you know, like beverage yeah. carts or whatever. I'm sure. But that's a cool location mm-hmm. to do, like alone. If there's nothing else there but a a kiosk, yeah. one of those beverage kiosks they have all over Disney Springs. That's still pretty cool. Are the rides still running? Yeah. So okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go through some okay, more here. Uh, experience glit and gl- gl- glit, glitz and glamour <laughs> galore at two limited capacity entertainment experiences: a jazz lounge at the Hollywood Brown Derby, uh, and, <sighs> and then the, the courtyard thing, the Tip Top Bar. Um, the way they released, they released it like two different. That this is the only place you'll be. The party will be the only place you get to see Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Oh, yeah. So that <laughs> is that. Yeah. Um, which is, it's I think a pretty good. I like I, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. Yeah, Bam. Emerald Lagasse themed uh, holiday experience. <laughs> yeah, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> um, let's see what else here. It looks like they're going to have photo pass opportunities. Um, and then, okay, so Scott, to your question, after our access to some of your favorite rides and ro- and coasters like Slinky Dog Dash, Rock and Roller Coaster, the Twilight 
Zone Tower of Terror, uh, Rise of the Resistance, and I assume they're going to put a Santa hat on Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. says, which, th- this is also nice, it says Rise of the Resistance will use virtual queue during Love the, the party. Love yeah. that. And then, uh, then you know, obviously, it, it's not a party without specialty food and drink. Uh, guests can buy specialty offerings throughout the party, like spicy Korean chicken on a mini funnel cake. Ooh, Sweet delights, that's... including a colorful Christmas tree cookie stack inspired by the I- iconic Echo Lake Christmas tree and classic cocktails and holiday beverages that can be enjoyed during the party. All of this sounds great. And this is when missing, is this... It's missing one thing. How are they not doing a Life Day celebration back in I know. Galaxy's Edge? I know, especially if Galaxy's Edge will be open, which it seems like it will yeah. be. That would be hilarious. That would and... be so funny. Just have... Chewy and, and Life Day is in November, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. November seventeenth. Oh, right. It is. <laughs> yes, I. Pat's birthday. Yeah, yeah our friend. Yeah, Pat and Chewbacca. No, not Chewbacca. It's not his birthday. It's just life. It's day. his life. Yeah, it's life day. Yeah. So that sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's only I. When these go on sale? Did they say? Uh, I think no. I think they're on sale already. Oh really? Oh, we boy. should kind of. Do Before it. we publish this episode, yeah. where I say that this sounds <laughs> like it's going to sell, sell out. out. It's it says uh, <laughs> July sixth they went on sale okay. because these mm-hmm. tickets are really going to get that WDW happy hour bump. bump yeah. <laughs> Once we publish this episode, those things are gone. They're going to sell 15, 20 more tickets as a result. Oh, at least there are dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> Literally dozens. You wonder yeah. if it's popular if they add more dates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were Could probably be. just feeling it out right. for now. Right. I mean, because this sounds... Uh, I would rather go to it. this than the Mickey's... Oh my gosh, can you just imagine having a buzz on during this too? Like adding a, a party with a, a little alcohol with, Ooh, I mean... Permit. Kermit. Well, you could go in right. pre-gamed already. Right. And then, I mean, yeah. technically, you do that anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. You can maintain the buzz, as yeah, I like to say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Keep the party going, no, Rob? Yes. Um, so Disney made some changes to the Disney, uh, the Genie Plus system. So now, be prior, it was the same price for every park, regardless of what park. Now they're going to variable pricing uh, per day. So the example they gave, like on any given day, uh, Magic Kingdom would be 27, Epcot 18, Hollywood Studios 24, Animal Kingdom 16. And then if you want a park hopper option, it would be the most expensive price of the most, the, the right. most expensive you, you would get one. The so most. like you won't even pay more than the Magic Kingdom in this example is 27. The multiple park would be 27. I love so, how you need a mathematics degree to figure out what it's going to cost you to go to a Disney park. This is <laughs> wild. I know. I just, I just, um, I just helped the family plan a trip for September and she's like, can you help me understand how much it'll be for? And I was like, uh, funny you should ask that. They just changed that, and I literally gave her this example because mm-hmm. they they bought one, one four day ticket. They're gonna do each park one day, no hop or anything. That's so a good question. This, can that? you help me understand this? I'm like, lady, I we're know. I'm I know we're 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 learning and I, together. And I told her about the. The actual Genie Plus and going on and booking stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to send you a YouTube video that's yeah. going to show you screenshots and much better than I could ever. Yeah. I, I could they're going to figure out, and I don't know how long it'll take, but they're going to figure out that they can sell a park ticket for 
$30 more and make it a no-hassle ticket that you don't have to do any of this additional planning for. <laughs> that would be funny just to have an extra ticket that's just called the no-hassle ticket. Where you get, like, one, like... Like one saved reservation at a hard to get restaurant and all of your fast houses taken care of. <laughs> yeah, because they could charge more yeah, than if you had to figure yeah. it out independently because the hassle is worth a couple bucks. Uh, there, There's no way that they haven't focus group the crap out of this to realize that the core demographic of people that want to are or are going to Disney value simplicity. Like value simplicity in the process and it's like the fact that like every quote unquote enhancement that comes out seemingly makes it more complicated it just it doesn't make sense to me it's hard for me to imagine who likes the complexity i mean if anybody would it would be us who have the time and the resources to like compare things and figure it out and we would prefer just to have it be so yeah i don't know any activity that it's like you know what i really want i want this to be confusing (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but that's my, my two cents. All right. Um, so on to food as a kind of a preview of what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the next two stories are food related, but this is uh, Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs from Disney's Disneyland Resorts, downtown Disney, is making its way to Florida and will be taking the place of the Boardwalk to Go kiosk. Does anybody know? Yes. Okay. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> no. I, I don't believe this to be an upgrade. This uh, is not a Disney corn dog. That's this correct. is a third correct. party corn dog. So, <laughs> and they are not the same. They are very complicated. They're like, you know, like mozzarella stick corn dogs that are 10 feet long. Like these. I liken it to, it's the exact same thing that they have as you exit downtown, well, as, as oh, you enter. Well, they have those crazy specialty crazy churros, churros yeah. crazy specialty popcorn, like, oh yeah, this is like green glazed popcorn with like green tea flavors. And like, they do all <laughs> these weird things. Like, I like that cart a lot outside of the boardwalk. I think it offers like fry, like it's a great alcohol soaker mm-hmm. from outside of Epcot just like fries, chicken nuggets, um, like mozzarella sticks I know they have. They I think they had fried pickles at one time. Like it's just like good greasy bar food at that right. little kiosk and I think this is a major downgrade. Yeah, I just want mustard. Like I don't need like a gourmet sriracha. And and the thing about this also that's puzzling is I don't believe that this is one of like the super popular things in Disneyland because you can get a an amazing Disneyland corn dog inside the gate. Why would you settle for this, like, you know, Frankenstein monster corn dog outside the gate? I'm, I'm looking at the picture of it from Disneyland, and it's one of those little kiosks. I like right as you like outside yeah, of World would, of Disney. That like, I would never right those think little of ones. Oh, see, I thought it was further down. Oh, what is it like? Like, over um, the, like towards over, the Esplanade. Further no, down or no, no, no. Towards, like towards the middle of downtown Disney. Like towards the mono, like the bridge oh, that yeah. goes over the road, yeah. the monorail yeah. station. I mean, I know I've seen it, and I know I've never even given it. But uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't know this was like a super popular thing out there. I don't think it is. Hmm. I think because it's, what <laughs> Catherine said, like 
people love the iconic Disney corn dog, the little red wagon or whatever they call it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I just don't want people to get their hopes up that that's what this is. Because, like, this is pickle corn dog with natural peanut butter. Like, no one... I don't know. Am I just, like, pessimistic to the fact that, like, that would only sound good in the most, like, specific, like... (laughs) Like, I am in the mood for that right now. Like, who's, like, getting that and passing? Like, yeah, that's a to-go cart, like, that you walk with right. your food. It's not like a, let's go have... This isn't a restaurant. It's not, like, despite what the, the Diz Twitter would have you believe, it's just a kiosk. It costs so much because the toppings are so complicated. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. They're too... Get your nugs at Casey's Corner is the the answer if you want a corn dog or if you're on the West Coast. Well, I mean, or just get a regular corn, corn dog. Right, you've got the best corn dogs in the world on the West Coast. <laughs> All right, um, and then lastly, food. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I don't have much uh, to say otherwise. Uh, we got the menus for this year's International <laughs> Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. Uh, reminder, this is running July 27th through November 18th. Um, I, I don't know how we want to handle this. Um, it, it seemed like the, the, just the list of kiosks is unchanged. It, or, and are there no new, are there any new kiosks? Now, I don't think to start, it says we'll add four new global marketplaces to commemorate the Disney 100 celebration. Hmm. Char they, and Chop. Wine and Wedge, <laughs> Bubbles and Brine, and Swirled Showcase. Swirled Showcase. Oh. Mm. But um, it just, it looks, un- I, I said extremely underwhelming uh, was how I described it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the what's it called? Um, fl- um, uh, flowering, not Flowering Garden. Um, what's what's the one in the spring am i flowering garden. Flower garden just continues to um, yes. just take its rightful place atop the uh atop best the podium best. of best festival yes. at epcot and you know food and wine continues to kind of flounder and not do anything to really like cement itself back it's the rightful heir the best <laughs> america's having a real identity <clears throat> crisis at food and wine it makes me sad just I miss that lobster roll. Hashtag remember. Yeah. And like, Uh it just doesn't seem to know, like they tried like the new Orleans, they tried the barbecue, like the Midwest. Um, I, I just don't know. The only thing that looked new and exciting to me is pickle chips at the fry basket. So I will be trying the Mm. fried pickles there. And and why, why does this, some of these things take till August? 15th to open, i.e. Hawaii. Hawaii, not till August 15th. They gotta fly it in from across the Pacific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there are um, there are rigorous uh, import and export laws in Hawaii. It's true. I mean, it's very possible. Um, th- there is this. I people were freaking out over this this news item, but I don't understand what it is. So it says Muppet Labs is coming to the 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 festival. And what it described it as um, is... Have you ever wanted to eat? Have you ever wanted to eat Rolf? Eat a Muppet? <laughs> um, Brewing Lab at the Odyssey invites guests on a flavorful adventure featuring the culinary creations and madcap mishaps of Muppet Labs. I got the sense this was like a show. 
Okay, so what it says is it says Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and his faithful assistant Beaker of Buppet Labs will welcome you to their taste testing headquarters where the inventive duo are busy creating scientific snacks and mind-blowing beverages. Wait, what? They already literally have a chef. Yeah, There's like literally say. a chef in the Muppetverse who this creates is, Yeah, food. but this is more science than... Yeah, no, I get a, that, but... They could incorporate the Swedish... Was it the, the Swedish chef? Swedish chef, yeah. 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 Uh, they yeah. could incorporate them. Well, do you guys remember... I? So they used to do like a little roving show called the Mobile mm-hmm. Muppet Mobile Lab yeah, that yeah, was Bunsen yeah. and Beaker outside of hmm. Spaceship Earth. Like I maybe forgot about this. Six or so, six years they ago. They were doing maybe. it fairly recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe they're just like bringing that out because I'm sure that's an expensive animatronic. Talk about an identity crisis, man. Disney just does not know what to do with the Muppets, just in general. Like, they just like, they know people like them. They don't, they know that there's, like, not enough, at least, like, there's not enough backing behind it to do, like, a real, like, big push on one thing. So they just, like, keep kind of throwing them into, like, these weird little, like, pop-ups, like the um, thing outside the American Adventure. Great moments in history. Yeah, and this, like, stage show for the, um, that we just talked about uh, with... Jollywood Nights. Jollywood Nights and, like, this thing. But it's, like, it it all just feels kind of, like, half half-baked, uh, for lack of a better term, food term there. So it, it just makes me sad because I just, I, like many, have a very, very big fondness for the Muppets in general, and I just, they deserve better. They had that good thing in, uh, they don't do that in Liberty Square, right? Yeah, yeah that's what we're just saying. Yeah, is the oh, is that, oh, yeah sorry. great moments sorry. in history, great but just the American yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like they didn't promote it, like, and it was like, you never knew when it was just like, yeah, like, sometimes they'll just be doing it. <laughs> Sometimes they'll just be doing their I think, thing. I think they did. There was I, a time. Yeah, there, there, was a there, there, was, there was a time back. It wasn't just randomly going, but just to correct you. But No, nah, it was just yeah. ad hoc whenever the Muppets <laughs> felt like it. So the thing it says is you'll have a chance to sample some of their kooky concoctions, like the unnecessarily spicy yet extremely tasty scotch bonnet, pepper curry wings, or the pickle milkshake. Yeah. Oh. So, so, like, you thought a state, but I was like, how are you going to fit that in the It's busy to begin with. Like, then you're going to have people going in there for a show? I'm have so you... confused. Right. Is going to be serving me Yeah, are they just going to put them behind the counter? What? That would be funny. So, so Odyssey is where they have the, the two entrances right yeah. next to Test Track. Yeah. They have that stage area there where they normally have like a shop. Well, I'm just it's thinking funny that's... because for Flower and Garden, they had it mostly tables and chairs, which is the one area to the one side, like just kind of jutting out in the middle was the little store area, but most of it was tables and chairs. But sometimes they have it set up for more of like a stage. That's what I'm show. thinking. Would, where it'll be. But I just think it's going to be. I mean, it was crowded just for with people eating in there, they and, and they do. Brew, they're doing brew wing in there. Yeah, right. They <laughs> yeah. should do just uh, open the world showplace and have it in there, and just make it the right. mobile Muppet Lab. Have them come out, do a little comedy show, go back, <laughs> go come out, go back. That's it. Get out of here, Beaker. Go back. Yeah, they, would have, they used to have the, the piano players. Yeah, they, they would have. Why don't they use that again? Uh, they must be using it for other events. 
Yeah. That I loved that. What? Yes. The yeah. world show place. Oh yeah, that, that's such a great. It's gigantic. Huge. You could be far away from people in the dark, <laughs> dark in the air, air conditioning <laughs> with yeah. three kiosks in the same building as you. With uh, bathrooms that are larger. Um, <laughs> has its own zip code. That are expansive. <laughs> yeah, we we like we like the world show place. Anyhow, well, is that it for news? That's Rob? it. All right. Well, Scott, do you want to talk about our main topic? Sure. Uh, this is a take on a bracket that I was shocked that we hadn't done before. And we've done some things that have been adjacent to this. Uh, but this is our first dedicated restaurant bracket. And uh, I, I broke this down into four different, we'll call them regions. Uh, we have Florida Parks. We have Disney Springs. We have Florida Resorts. And then we have Disneyland slash California Adventure. Um, so I, I admit my knowledge base is a little bit thin in the Disneyland California Adventure area, but uh, I took a shot at, at putting some of those on our list as well, so we're going to make a little bit of a, a choice here. Um, does anybody have anything to add to that? No, it looks great. Ready to, ready to jump right yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. All right, where do, you, where do you want to start? We can start in any, any region here. Awesome. All right, well, let's start in the Florida parks then. Okay. All right. We'll do our first matchup here. It is Le Cellier in Epcot going up against Mel- Mama Melrose in Hollywood Studios. We, we should say, you did seed these. I did right? lightly so, seed them. So, Light- I mean, lightly seeded. I mean, this is, I, I lightly seeded them based on my own personal preferences for things. So. I think you did a pretty no, good job. Yeah, yeah. All the ones that I was looking at, just like kind of eyeballing quickly, it seemed like... They were seated how I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just I, to kind of make it a little bit easier in the first round. I didn't see any like egregiously like that. Why was that a sixteen or whatever? Like that seemed that seemed like you did a good job. All right, well, thank you. Uh, who wants to kick us off? I mean, this is maybe more straightforward, but I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. I I will. Catherine, we'll yeah. start with okay. a new person every time sure. we go around. Sure. Okay. Um, I would like to pick La Um It's one of my absolute favorites, and. Uh, the pretzel bread, the fillets, the drinks, the beer, poutine. the poutine, the potatoes, the service, the service, the, the ambiance, air, air conditioning. <laughs> it's some of the that this is a real treat to dine at La Salle. To be fair, I believe Mama Melrose also is air conditioned. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, my my picks, La Salle. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a landslide, um, for Le Cellier, but I guess I'll just pose the question. Does anyone like, I mean, you don't have to be like over the moon about it. Does anyone like have any particular fondness for Mama Melrose? I do. I'm a mom. I'm a Mama Melrose enjoyer. I, I thought it was fairly decent. You guys did it pretty recently with the dining package for the Pixar play along oh or whatever that was called. Sing along. The one yes. with the orchestra? Yes. Okay. And so, then Holly and I did it. I think we did a walk up one time. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've eaten there several times. times. It's, it's good portions. I mean, it's Italian. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not, not your top tier of restaurants, but it's good. We if got you chicken want a meal. farm. It was, yeah. you know, it was just fine. Yeah. Good. So with, you know, there, there's no um, shortage now of like decent uh, Italian uh, restaurants in and around Walt Disney World. Um, I mean, where would you... I mean, this is at the bottom, 
like I mean maybe maybe Tony's is at the like bottom bottom <laughs> but like you know so but like still serviceable I mean is that I what think it? if I was looking for a sit-down restaurant in Hollywood Studios and Brown Derby was out of the question sci-fi dining was packed I would strongly consider Mama Melrose if I was hungry and wanted to sit down. So three out of five restaurants. That's, that's a great ranking for a bar. Third out sure. of five sit-downs. I would pick it over sci-fi at this point. Would you? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I think sci-fi has mm. been terrible lately. Something for the future of this not... uh, bracket, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've had a couple of, of meh experiences at sci-fi the last couple times as well, so... All right, so what's your choice? Le Cellier, of course. Okay, all right. And mine is as well. Le Cellier is a top tier. Le Cellier. Le Cellier. Okay. All right, so Le Cellier moves on, mm-hmm. and so do we. Uh, our next matchup <laughs> is between Coral Reef and the Jungle Navigation Company Skipper Canteen. Nice job. Jungle, Jungle Na- Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Correct. And we're going to start with Matt this time. Yes, um... I am um, a bit of a coral reef apologist. I feel like this um, this restaurant gets a, a little bit of crap generally, um, and I've just I've never had a bad experience here. Like I, I think that the the food is good. I I like I like the aquarium idea. I like being able to eat while looking at the you know wall to wall sea creatures of the deep. And uh, yeah, I, I just I I pick coral reef. I think the food options are, are better than Skipper Canteen, which I think is a bit limited. That's fair. I, I You'd probably think that I would pick Coral Reef here. I just love the the ambiance of Skipper Canteen. I, I mean, I, the, to me, the food can be a little bit unusual, but to a certain extent, I like that. Um, I mean, definitely, you know what you're getting at Coral Reef. It's pre- pretty standard fare. Um, I do kind of like that Skipper Canteen's a little bit more unusual, and it, it makes it a little bit more unique. So I'm going with Skipper Canteen. I, too, will go with Skipper Canteen. Uh, not a fan of Coral Reef at all. Not not impressed. Skipper Canteen has unique eye. I mean, they had Brazilian cheese bread there. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's, uh, I like, you could get Congolouche, the beer there. So, um and I love how it fits into the theming of the land and where it's at. So, yeah. Holly? Okay, I also went with the Skipper Canteen just for the ambience um, and the service there is. Oh, it is kind of fun. They, yeah, a lot Robert, of times the wait, waiters yeah, and waitresses. Shana, yeah, yeah it's, Robert, great so waiter. I went with the Skipper Canteen. Um, doesn't matter what I went with, but Matt, you made me change my mind. I'm going with Coral Reef. Okay. I almost changed my mind as well. Yeah, like, I, I, I've never been disappointed there, and I feel like there's like a new school of Disney restaurants that kind of hit within the last 10 years, and I think, I think Coral Reef's like one of the standards of the old wave. Like, it's like the people who used to yeah. go 10, 20 years ago are like, yeah, I remember going to Coral Reef. It was in Full House. It's iconic. Like, it's... And it's... It, I I really enjoy the food there. Great bang-bang shrimp. Uncle it's, Jesse this was is close. I mean, this is a close matchup to me. It's oh. not... One one is not heads and tails about above the bang-bang it. It's really good. When we went with our dining plan with my mom, we ate here. We brought... I know we've eaten here with other parties. It's uh, It's... I don't remember the last time I ate there, though, so that... I feel like something. I need to give it another go. That's one yeah. of those things where, like, the, this is one of the places that I remember going, like, 
one of the first couple times we went mm-hmm. to Disney. And I was like, oh, this place is great. And then I just kept, like, being uh, made aware of, like, the uh, scathing reviews of, like, people are like, oh, you know, it's like, like, the food's just okay and the service is bad. And I was like, and I was like, I've never once had a even, like, mediocre experience here. Yeah. So, yeah. Chill. All right. Well, Skipper Canteen advances. I like Skipper Canteen. Good, good choice. <laughs> All right. Our next matchup is between Via Napoli and Liberty Tree Tavern. And I guess we're to me this time. Um, this is tough for me because I don't think it's... It's been a few years since I've eaten at Via Napoli. Um, but Via Napoli, as I recall, was excellent. Um, Liberty Tree Tavern is a all-you-care-to-enjoy <laughs> in uh, Disney. And we had a really good meal there the last time that we were there. I mean, they have excellent fare as well. Um, F-A-R-E. F-A-R-E, yes. They have a full fare. Full fare in there. Um, I picked Via Napoli myself. Um, I'm going with Liberty Tree Tavern. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm so. If you said I was going to take two Magic Kingdom restaurants yeah, over two Epcot, I, I know. It's, it, it, it's weird. Um, I, like, I just enjoy this type of food, uh, the down-home Thanksgiving-type dinner. Um, Via Napoli's fine... I just feel like you're you're in for two and a half hours going into Vietnam. <laughs> that was our, our experience and, uh, there. Yeah. I, it, again, it was a tough... I mean, it's 55-45 of, like, the winning one here, so... What's the dessert at Liberty Tree? Is it like a bread pudding? It's oh, bread it's pudding. good. And it's banging. Yeah. yeah. It excellent. Yeah. The food at Liberty Tree is fantastic. Holly, what do you got? I also went with the Liberty sure. Tree... Tavern. I was going to do Via Napoli, but I feel, I don't know, like, when I'm down there, I just don't always jump, like, oh, let's go to Via Napoli. Like, I feel like pizza's pizza. I might get criticized for that, but um, I feel that, like, Liberty Tree. I just like the food selection. and It's no wrong answers here. So. <laughs> Catherine, what do you got? I am a Via Napoli stan. It's one of my absolute favorite restaurants in Disney World, period, dot. Um, the, it's the best pizza in Disney. Um, great espresso martinis. Great salad. Great cannoli. Like, just like that, That uh, their menu is just A++. I have never had anything bad there. Yeah, I went with Via Napoli, too. It's my favorite of the Italian restaurants on property, so... All right, well, Via Napoli will go forward then. Uh, our next one matches up a restaurant from Animal Kingdom. I think it's the first Animal Kingdom restaurant, and that is Yak and Yeti uh, going up against Beer Garden, which is another all-you-care-to-enjoy restaurant in Epcot in Germany. And we're going to Rob first this time. Yeah, so this one's a little tough because I haven't been to Beer Garden. I think I may have gone there. As a child. I definitely did. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember it or anything. Um, I would probably enjoy it. I don't know. We just have never done it. Um, but Yak and, y- Yak and Yeti, to, to say all that, it's so short, Yak and Yeti. I think Yak and Yeti is really good. Um, unique drinks, good drinks there. Um, they give you huge portions of mm-hmm. food. Um, and it's yeah. fairly reasonable, mm-hmm. um, you know, for Disney, so Yak and Yeti. Okay. Holly? Okay. Um, I also chose the Yak and Yeti. Uh, my, like Rob as a kid, 
Like, we would go down to Disney, and that's, like, my dad's go-to. Like, we always went to the beer garden. <laughs> you he, like that, huh? He just... It was the bee's knees. I feel like that's such a dad yeah, thing. Yeah, my dad is the exact same thing. They're like, so, you eat with other people. And yeah, yeah, that's weird I to don't me. Like I that. don't like that I at all. Like yeah. Um, so <laughs> I just went with the Yak and Yeti. I really enjoyed my meal there. The drinks are really, really good. Um, Theming so, is on yeah. point, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a really cool themed yeah. restaurant. Yeah, for everything the Wozniak said, I also am a Yak and Yeti girl. I, I think it's telling that I have not chosen to go to the beer garden in the last uh, <laughs> 20 years of my life. <laughs> I haven't gone since yeah. became like an, in, as an adult. Yeah, I've never. So. I, I went once when I was probably 9 or 10, and I have not been back. Yeah, I've never been. I mean, I've been to like German restaurants or, or you know, uh, this style, but it's just doesn't it doesn't really appeal to me yeah it's kind of like a Hofbra house yeah like i'm good uh yak and yeti good okay. food, and good i drinks. said yak and yeti as well so make it sweet the, the one thing that's interesting that's one of the toughest reservations to get it sure in is. all of disney world yes it sure is, is. it really it's yeah very it is hard brutally to hard to get it is hard to find especially if you have a specific day or time that you want to get there for lunch or dinner or something like that i mean it, you really have to plan that out so, good to know. All right. Well, our next one is another matchup of a Hollywood Studios uh, Sci-Fi Dine-In going up against Epcot and Tepanado. And Holly's uh, our first one this time to pick, make a pick. Okay. This was really, really hard. Um, but I ended up going with the Sci-Fi Dine-In. Okay. Just because we're here where we live. Where can we go to sit in a car and, and eat a meal? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the yeah, parking lot of the McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and watch old watch sci-fi. a movie. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, just the ambience. Um, I do enjoy the food there, those fried pickles. Um, I just feel like hibachi. Like uh, I can hibachi hibachi anywhere. You can get that anywhere. Yeah. So man, I cannot wait to see what Rob votes for this one because this is like this this is like the most perfectly seated two restaurants I know that bother Rob like that are just like blah and blah <laughs> this is, I can't wait this to see this is a 6-11 matchup by yeah, the way yeah yeah so. um yeah I'm with I'm with Holly I love sci-fi I don't think the atmosphere can be beat I mean the food is the food is fine you don't go there for the food. You go there for the atmosphere. It's the only thing that's left of the great movie ride, in my mm. opinion. I think it still mm. has remnants of that. And I love it. And it's different from any other place you can eat. So, sci-fi for me. I know that this was only like a half hour ago, but were we talking <laughs> on the podcast or oh, off Lord. mic about that sci-fi has taken a dip in... We uh, were on we were on mic because I think we were talking about Mama Melrose okay. when... When so it was, was like saying. 15 minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, it was right. long, long, yeah. Long ago. Um, yeah. Ooh, thunder. Thunder. So despite, um, you know, that whole thing of, of me saying that I think that sci-fi has taken a, a kind of a dip in quality, uh, I still think it edges out Teppanito for what you mentioned already. It's, you know, it's nothing special. It's an okay hibachi restaurant that doesn't really do much to establish itself outside of any you know, Benihana you can go to anywhere. So, sci-fi. Sci-fi is one of the more difficult reservations to get, much like Yak and Yeti, what we were just talking about. Um, It's hard to get in unless you plan ahead. 
Um, I think that speaks to the fact that it is, at least based on, like you've all said, based on the feel of it, the experience, I think it's a better choice. If you if you gave me one of, one of each of these, I'd say probably sci-fi would be my pick. So sci-fi. This was actually easy. It, it As much as I knocked sci-fi recently, it's still sci-fi. Um, as Holly said, the, this is one of the most unique, I think, restaurants around. Um, so you could easily change out a chef or just improve food quality. Teppanita, as everybody said, Teppanita, I, I don't understand the... I know people that this is... They'll do this place every trip. That's um, wild. I, I just... I'm like, you could Come go to York, there. Pennsylvania. We have a decent yeah, hibachi yeah, like, that is okay. on par with this. You, you, don't get the, yes. you don't get the Mickey head, the onion yeah. Mickey head, or the oil. <laughs> like, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just don't. It, it's a, The food's fine there and everything, yeah, but sci-fi but is just not. so unique. I think like, they, they do an onion volcano. <laughs> yeah. It's a gym, and they do that everywhere. I will say <laughs> the thing that Tepanito has above sci-fi and that's the it's the only thing is that it's good for big groups. You mm. can't bring a big group. Yeah. And how many times are we down there with more than 12, 14 people? <laughs> a lot. It's We're down up, there yeah. a lot with big groups. So this is uh-huh. just I think why we've eaten at Tepanito so much is because we've been with big groups. It's easy to get for uh-huh. big Alright, so everybody on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Alright, we got our 314 matchup here. It is Hollywood Brown Derby going up against Be Our Guest. And we are to Catherine first this time. Yeah, this is a, a slam dunkaroo <laughs> for me. Um, I, I really like the Brown Derby. I think their bread is fabulous. I think... Oh, you know what would be a fun game, Scott? Put this mm. in... Put Best drink menu totality. Okay. I think the Brown Derby would have a, a big <laughs> leg up in that... Con- that drink menu is huge. Yeah. With... There are that is like one place I'm like oh I don't have a lot of top and offs I could go there it would not be hard for me to choose a specialty drink that we have never talked about none of you guys know about like it is it is a great spot to have a drink um, and the Cobb salad cannot oh. be you know undersold here it is so I good. had the the Cobb salad with lobster on it. Yeah, and I remember. I think they can also give you <laughs> like a side of fillet with the Cobb salad. It is. I mean, this place is great. It's it's oh, great. I, I like. Cobb's I really like the atmosphere too. I think it fits in perfectly with that. You know, like you know, old Hollywood. You know, brown. It was a replica of the original brown derby from Hollywood. So brown derby for me. Okay, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the HBD for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that Be Our Guest has been one of those that has been kind of in the back of my mind as one that I want to give another uh, shot to because I've just really avoided it like the past several years just because, I don't know, I, I guess that I've always just viewed it as one that it's difficult to get a reservation it's a prefix menu now, though. I, I know believe. it is. I know it is. But I, I think I would like to try it for dinner just so I have some, like, recency. Uh, <laughs> I need some recency bias here. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's about time. It's been enough time. I want to go back and get a fresh outlook on Be Our Guest. But as of right now, it's it's... Brown Derby all the way. Can I just tell you what? There are five entrees that you can get at Be Our Guest, and that's it. Can I see the dinner? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and what's Pork? lunch? What's lunch now? Oh, 
both, both uh, prefix. Oh, so it's no longer just the and they're French the same dip or whatever. Men, right. Because I used to love the lunch at Be Our Guest. Like, that was something I would... One of the, I think, the best foods you could have in Magic Kingdom was the Be Our Guest lunch with, like, just basic sandwiches on really good bread. Mm-hmm. But now it is uh, pork chop, trout, pan-roasted zucchini, filet mignon, or roasted chicken. A lot of people getting filet mignon or chicken. Yeah, right. And it is $67 (laughs) per adult. How much? $67. You do get an app, which could be soup, salad. um, And then there is a dessert trio, which probably has those little shot class things. Mm -hmm. It's just nothing nothing crazy. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to point that out because it's been a while since we've gone. So, sorry. Yeah, Still like to go back, but okay. Scott, did you? I didn't. I didn't answer. I, I think if you really, really loved Beauty and the Beast, this might make this a little bit more difficult. But I don't really care. I the, <laughs> the Brown Derby menu was. I wish I had try. I had the opportunity to try more things in the time that I was there because it looked like they had a lot of really good options. And like Catherine said, the drink menu is fabulous. I uh, so I went Brown Derby. This one's a no-brainer. Brown Derby. Uh, be our guest. It's so loud in there. It's just... Oh, uh, the I, beast coming out to... Go, I, I don't go back. Character dining. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and we haven't mentioned one of the bright spots of the Hollywood Brown Derby is the lounge attached. Oh, so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, That's I a mean, great spot, you don't too. Have the, out, the outdoor. The yeah, outdoor, yeah. yeah. The yeah. grab and go. They have... Great options. Full menu there, or is it different? Uh, abbreviated a little bit. You could definitely get the Cobb salad. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. I also went with the Brown Derby. Brown so Derby good. it is. Mm-hmm. All right. We did it. Unanimous <laughs> again. All right. Well, then we have uh, seven. Oh. Can I, can go, I go request for an addendum on this one? Yes. Can wanna... we do Chef's de France versus Space yep, 220? Yep, 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 that's Make fine. Make it, because I know we've all eaten at Chef's de France. You know, I thought I had Chef's de France on, on here. I, the, for listeners, I had Monsieur Paul listed And none of us here. have eaten at Monsieur Paul. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. I, which is the, the I'm going to change it to Chef's de France. So it is Chef's de France versus Space 220 restaurant. <sighs> okay. And we are to, to Matt first this time? Well, this yeah. is tough because we just had an audible and, you know, I had Space 220 over Monsieur Paul just out of pure ignorance of having never eaten at Monsieur Paul's. Um, so Space 220 is tough because I'm not super crazy about the non-lounge area because I think the lounge is a way better option as it stands than the general uh, seating at Space 220. Space 220 is also one of those things that for me, I'm like, once I've done it once, and, and again, I've done it more than once now, but um, I'm like, I'm good. Whereas Chefs de France is kind of like, I view it like Coral Reef. It's it's like Catherine said, it's one of those like ones that's been there for a while. It's not like crazily themed. Like it's not like an experience. It's just like a decent restaurant with good food, reasonable service adequate seating and it's just like it is just solid and i kind of value that over space 220 so i'm gonna switch it and go with chefs de france okay i this is tough too because i don't think that the vision of space 220 was fully realized to me um you know the the space part the actual like screens that they have are 
suboptimal. You know, like we're we're so used to seeing high definition stuff, like really cool animations, and it's just like Windows Starfield screensaver. Yeah, it's a Windows ninety five screensaver. Yeah, it, I mean, that, and that to me is a little disappointing. I will say. I like the creativity that they've put into the menu. I mean, I think I wish the menu was a little bit more expansive than it is rather than kind of, you know, it's a pretty limited selection. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, based on that, I think I actually have to switch here and go with Chef's Day France just because there are more options there. The servers are fantastic. I mean, you're right there in France as part of the, the you know, as far as Epcot goes. And the reservation is easier to get. Sure. In this case, I think that's actually a bonus because Space 220 is so hard to get into. So I'm going Chefs de France. It doesn't try to. It just like it's just solid. It's just yeah. a solid restaurant option that's like not doing too much. I talked myself into that as I was going along. Rob, what do you got? Um, there's not much to add. Chefs de France on this. Um, it's pretty reasonably priced too. Mm-hmm. Another. It sure is compared to. Mm-hmm. Space 220, you're probably looking at, if you do the full menu, uh, 75 at least. Yeah. Whereas you can get out of, I think you can get some entrees for 25 bucks probably at Chef's de France. So, um, as much as I like the restaurants that take you out of the theme park, um, like a Le Cellier. Yeah. Um, there's something uh, like cozy about Chefs de France and where it sits. It feels and, and integrated into that yeah, land yeah, or yeah. area or whatever you want to call it. Yep. So Chefs de yeah. France. Right. And I also picked Chef de France uh, with all reasons. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat. Catherine? Yeah, I, I'm. this was a suite for the one okay. the, 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 the CDF. Uh, an opening day Epcot restaurant. Oh, and there's wow. a reason that it's been, there's not a lot of them left. But. I've had a, a lot of really good server experiences there Me as too. well. I Me too. gotta give them credit. The food for that. is amazing. Like, I, I feel like we're saying, like, it's serviceable. It's better than serviceable. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's like oh, yeah. real good bread. I And most of the common theme of all my choices is real good bread. <laughs> <laughs> this may be one back. of the most overlooked restaurants, I think, in all of Walt Disney World. There was a time when Matt and I were going to Disney, maybe like eight or nine years ago where I think we went to Chefs de France every single trip which was like multiple times in a year now at this point we haven't been in a while but it is solid so Chefs de France okay uh well our next matchup is another Animal Kingdom restaurant Tiffin's going up against another Epcot restaurant Nine Dragons and weird to me on this one first um I recently had my first Tiffin's meal mm, a couple months back and it is now in my top tier of restaurants in Disney World. The, the food was absolutely fantastic. The service was fantastic. And to me, the theming and the, the ambiance is basically just Nomad Lounge, but a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, Nine Dragons, I, I have never had a bad meal at Nine Dragons, but I feel it is very similar to a local Chinese restaurant near where I live. So I just have to go with Tiffin's here. Yeah, like I had never eaten at Tiffin's, uh, but I feel like Nomad Lounge gives you enough of a feel for it. So, um, and again, it, it, it's not a slight on Nine, nine Dragons. Yep. Um, but Tiffin's would just be a better pick here. Yep. I also went with Tiffin's, even though I haven't real, I have not ate there, but I've 
done Nomad Lounge. I highly recommend putting it on your list of places. It's it's oh, really it's very on. good. Um, but the, for the same reasons, Rob. Catherine? Um, I went with Nine Dragons. Uh, I have eaten at Tiffin's. I am a semi-picky eater. I did not like the options. Really? Um, okay. I really like Nine Dragons. I think uh, we've always talked about how it's kind of a hidden gem in the world showcase. So mm-hmm. it's fine being outvoted, but... Um, never eaten at Tiffin's, eaten uh, and drank at Nomad Lounge a bunch. Had Nine Dragons lunch once or twice, and it was fine. Um, but... I'm going with Tiffin's, and I think it already won, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it always it matters. Matter. It well, that takes us through the first round of the Florida parks. Uh, we're going to move on here, and we're going to do the first round of Disney Springs, and I think then that's we're going to break our episode there, but mm-hmm. we're going to go through Disney Springs here. Uh, our first matchup is, is, boy, this is a slaughterhouse here, <laughs> um, Homecoming versus House of Blues. And we're to Rob first. Uh, homecoming. I've never been to House of Blues. I'm sure it's a fine establishment. But uh, it's going to be Homecoming. Oh my gosh, you all know what my answer is going to be. Definitely Homecoming. It's that southern cooking, those chicken thigh highs, the moonshine. They've got a great menu. So, Homecoming. I'm with you there. Homecoming. Yeah, sorry, House of Blues. <laughs> yeah. You've done. I've I've never eaten at House of Blues. I, if can you imagine if somebody gave you a choice between these two, saying House of Blues? I'm sure somebody out there is saying that, but Homecoming it is, and that's a sweep. That's an easy one for at All least right. for the first round. All right, we got Maria and Enzo's going up against Terralina Crafted Italian, and we're at Holly first oh, this boy. time. All right. Where is the Terralina Crafted Italian? <laughs> it Refresh is my right up catty corner from um, Paddlefish. So if you are exiting Paddlefish, it's to your right. Yeah. So these okay. are two like towards Italian, the boathouse. Italian restaurants in Disney Springs. Okay. Well, he, I've never been to Terralina, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have done Maria and Enzo's. Um, a bunch of times, so I went with Maria and Enzo's, what I'm familiar with. Sure. So, um, Matt and I went to Terralina Crafted Italian maybe a couple times, right? Two years ago for the first time. Amazing, great experience. Absolutely loved it. Um, we've done brunch at Maria and Enzo's, but if I'm comparing these. I'm not much of a brunch girl, so I, I probably didn't... This probably is not an apples-to-apples comparison in my mind, but Terralina was so good, and it was casual good. Like, it wasn't, like, fancy. It was, like, like sandwiches, really good appetizers, just solid. Like, it wasn't super fancy, and that's what I like. So, Terralina. So, yeah, I mean, Marie and Enzo's centrally located over by that homecoming kind of down the down the street from morimoto you know i right? don't i, mean, I don't like that it's description like, it's, it's, right it's by the there. steps it's by um it's I by the, steps in the, yeah. the steps in the walking <laughs> he bridge. doesn't remember that either Jesus. but whatever um <laughs> you why are you giving the location of the just restaurant? saying like these are all in disney Springs. but i'm saying like we're there's something coming up uh next that's going to differ uh my uh, opinion here of Maria Enzo's is, is all right, but I think Terralina is a unsung uh, gem in Disney Springs. 
really good options. I had a chicken parm here that was just mm. absolutely banging. It's huge portions. Huge portions. It's, um, I think this is definitely overlooked and I got to go with the uh, terralina. It edges it out just by a little bit. To me, I, I have never eaten it terralina crafted Italian. I found Maria Enzo's to be a little cold. It's me a gigantic too. room. I mean, I'm not talking temperature. I'm talking no, feeling. I, I know what you meant. Both. I feel the same way. It's very metallic. It's very yeah. sterile. I mean, it's sort of, I guess, the theme that it's going for is like airport, airport which, you know, it, I can it, eat I an airport. It, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went with Terralina. I feel like I would really enjoy their offerings. Um, personally, that's what I would, would pick here. Nice. Rob? My vote doesn't matter. Um, I, w I went with Marie and Enzo's. I thoroughly enjoy brunch and the brunch we had there. Never been to Terralina, so that was the reason for my vote. All right. So our next one here is Enzo's Hideaway going up against the Edison. And, uh, I'm the perfect person. You're the going first, this. Catherine. Jeez, yeah. If this could not be two opposite ends of my spectrum... Well, talk, talk to us a little bit about both of these. Okay, Give so Enzo's Hideaway, Enzo's Tunnel Bar, I believe it's also called, um, is under Maria and Enzo's with the exact opposite vibe. It is dark, it is secluded, it's exposed brick walls, it's checkered white and red tablecloths, it's... Intimate and warm very as opposed to sprawling and cold. But <laughs> very um, well designed too with like marble, uh, like the bar is beautiful in there. Um, marble countertops, really great, great atmosphere. Also, really, really good food. Really good food. I think about that charcuterie, La Dolce Vita, mm -hmm. nearly every day. I couldn't drink <laughs> the olive oil that comes with the bread. Like, that was the smoothest, best olive oil I've ever had in my life. Um, honestly, you've been to Italy. the drinks are not what, what pushes this over the edge for me. Um, I think the first five times I went, they were out of sangria, and that's all I wanted to try. Um, but their sangria is very good. Um, that... Like, saying that the drink menu isn't that great is still speaks to how great this place is because they don't even need need that, in my opinion, to, to edge out as one of, my, one of my favorite restaurants in Disney World. Then there's the Edison. <laughs> um, the Edison is right above Enzo's Hideaway, too. They're both, like... They share a bathroom. They share a bathroom. Um, the Edison, I've never had a normal server there. Every <laughs> server I've had has been a freaking weirdo, um, wearing a vest and suspenders and with a weird mustache. Um, I just feel like they are very much going for the hipster steampunk vibe. I have never been to dinner proper at the Edison, and I have wanted to because they have a really good fish and chips on the menu mm. with the beer that we like from the Canada Pavilion. Now, this was a few years ago, so it might not exist anymore, in which case I'm never going for dinner. <laughs> um, but they also have, like, the acrobats over the dance floor, and, like, it just is a little too... I'm a little too old for the Edison, I think. I don't think I would have liked it when I was in my 20s, but I'm definitely not liking it now. I am a dusty old lady. Just put me in a corner with some wine and a straw with olive oil, and I am happy. <laughs> Enzo's hideaway. What do you got, Matt? Yeah, the, the same. Um, I'm also a dusty old lady, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, and one other thing that I just want to add as a positive to Enzo's Hideaway, some of the best probably um, server and bartender experiences <laughs> yeah. I've had mm-hmm. uh, at Walt Disney World have been at Enzo's Hideaway, just really notable. And kind of like Catherine said, the Edison, just a little too quote-unquote cool for me. If the Edison was a person... It would be a Civil War reenactor who showed up as the bad guy from Wild Wild West with his giant spider machine. Oh, yeah, Artemis? Yeah, like, yeah. you know... <laughs> what? Do you know what I'm but talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, so, like, you know, they walk up to the Gettysburg battlefield <laughs> with their giant metallic spider. Oh, that is God. what the Edison is. Is just strange, odd steampunk yeah. And he's like, I'm going to talk at you about Civil War history. Yeah, yeah, like alternate history, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is this is I don't like I, I tend to agree with Catherine. I there's a lot of whiskey on the end or on the uh, Enzo's hideaway menu. I don't love whiskey. You mean on the Edison? No. No, oh, I mean on and, the and he's saying that the drink menu the is drink really is, not oh, what, not why you go on there. Enzo's hideaway menu. Yeah, it's a it's a prohibition. Smash and grab. Don't you remember, Matt? I do. The the menu itself, you know, Giggle I'm a, I'm a rum and tequila guy, and this does not serve that as well, but I do like the feel of it, and I have to go Enzo's Hideaway. Yeah, Rob. Cool. Um, I just, I just loathe the steampunk <laughs> aesthetic <laughs> thought. It's just not my thing. Uh, for that alone, <laughs> Enzo's wins. But I love Enzo's. I, I think it's it, it's fantastic, and that board, the Shakur. Oh, board, that Dolce Vita board the, the, is. The... It's just insane. So. This one's easy. Also, it is very easy to get in. Like, because people... It is hidden away. It is not obvious where the entrance is. If you didn't know, I feel like explaining it to people is not super easy. So it's a good spot where you can usually find a spot. I also went with uh, Enzo's because you have that feel of, like, it's hidden. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're... It's like when you're there... Your family? No, no. I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. Like, it's almost like you're disconnected from like the world above. Absolutely. And it definitely gives you like that hidden feel. Yeah. Which is nice because it's a good way to like reground yourself. I I get a feeling of like um, I went down some like alley and down like basement stairs in like New York City. Yeah. Which is really appealing to to me. To buy a fake Prada. Yeah. Yes, in, in, in downtown Canal Street. I just like the vibe, the atmosphere, and I feel like you, yeah. I can really reground myself yeah. like, I, I when really I'm there. there. All right, well, that one's a slam dunk as well. Uh, we've got Wine Bar George going against Haleo, and we're going to Matt first this time. Man, um, yeah, this is we've talked about Haleo at, at length and um, on this podcast, and I really, I don't know if much of it, of our discussion has been positive leaning. And I've said before, the discussion's always like, do we not like traditional Spanish cuisine or, or is Haleo just not a good representation of it? And is it doing us a disservice and putting, for lack of a better term, bad taste in our mouth of traditional like Spanish cuisine of this style? Because, man, I, I probably had one of the most memorable, for the wrong reasons, restaurant experiences at Haleo. Like, food was just, like, not not my jam. Drinks were just okay. It was a bit too novelty for the wrong reasons. And, like, 
And, and I've been on, I, I said at the top of this podcast when I was talking about Wine Bar George for my topping it off that like, I'm not the biggest fan of this place, but it is above and beyond for me a better choice than Haleo. Um, so I, I got to go to Wine Bar George. Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. I mean, the Wine Bar George drink menu for me is not the selling point. Um, but I did have, I had brunch there. It was very good. Um, Haleo is just a little bit too, what's the word, complex. I mean, the menu is a little bit, it's not accessible to somebody who doesn't super understand Spanish. That's just a, you know, that's just a fact. Um, so I picked Wine Bar George. Yeah, this one's easy. It's to me, it's Wine Bar George. I, I, the first experience I had there, of we went for lunch and they had this uh, steak and fries dish. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurts though because Haleo's owned by Jose Andres, who is was such a, a great guy. Yeah, yeah. It, I know that's it. Just, yeah, because he is like points for his philanthropy. He's a good dude. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, just from a <laughs> restaurant standpoint, uh, Wine Bar George. And I also went with Wine Bar George, that sangria. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I got to say. One word, sangria. Yeah, I will. I do have to give props. We had a really fun time at Haleo the first time we went when we were taking shots of like the beer out of like the tea kettle, (laughs) whatever that's called. It's like a beer bar. The Clara. The Clara, which is like kind of a, um, like a a, uh, summer shandy type Mm -hmm. beer. Um, So like the bar can be fun there. But Wine Bar George, I just, I really love their mac and cheese bites. And also Mm. their meatballs are so good. I've had brunch there. I really like it. It's one of my favorite brunches on Disney World property. The mac and cheese bites are not bites. Like it's almost like they're Oh yeah, they're like balls. Um, But uh, also I really like George Miliotis too. He gives me an Iger Light vibe. And he's always always there too, which I always like to see him checking on his restaurant. So wine wine bar George. Okay. Wine bar George it is. Uh, We've got STK going against Paddlefish. And it's to me first this time. Um, The vibe is weird to me at STK, but the food was delicious. Mm -hmm. It's a little dark in there. I don't know. It seemed a little bit clubby. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's <laughs> Maybe loud. people like that. It's but so loud. I, I liked the food. I thought the food was excellent. And we had a really good server. I mean, it was a good experience. So I picked STK. Yeah. Uh, STK, for it having a bunch of things I don't like, <laughs> um, they have that happy... I don't know if they have it anymore. I think they do. I just saw a sign. Well, we yeah. were just there last week. I did see a sign outside. The happy hour menu is great reduced uh drinks food uh, appetizers you can't beat it um and my one experience at paddlefish was extremely underwhelming probably one of my least favorite meals i've had in disney uh so stk on this okay holly i also went with stk for reasons rob pretty much (laughs) dated this was a tough one i thought this was like nearly neck and neck for me um uh, I guess I, I'm i going with STK only because they have the happy hour. Paddlefish is very expensive. It is. Yeah, that, it that almost is, prohibitively yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. For what you're getting. Yeah, and they have a really nice rooftop bar, which I highly 
boat top bar. We did that the one night. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Or I know I did it with Holly. I don't know if you guys were there, but me and Holly definitely sat up on the roof. I think you guys were shopping. I feel like you and Matt were not there, and it was me and Holly. But I liked it. It was like nighttime. No, I remember being, it was really windy. Yeah. I remember being up yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm still going to go with STK. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Uh, Matt, you didn't even remember eating there, but what do you have to say It doesn't matter. I, I do now remember <laughs> eating there, but I'm going with Paddlefish just because STK is... It's just too... Uh, like, it's it's loud. The It's like a club atmosphere. Yes, the food is arguably better than Paddlefish, and they also have the edge on having a happy hour menu, and I know that this doesn't matter because it's already won, but I think that I went with Paddlefish just because, like... STK's atmosphere doesn't do it for me, whereas Paddlefish has an incredible atmosphere, but everything else is kind of lacking. But yeah, so I want Paddlefish, but it doesn't matter because STK moves forward. Okay. Uh, we've got Morimoto Asia going up against Frontera Cochina. This one's like right up your alley. And this is right? Rob first. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, I would have probably seeded Frontera Cochina. Uh, much higher. I've never uh, eaten there. That's uh, the only reason I didn't have any kind of uh, uh, reference like, for it. Like yeah, yeah we went there a couple times. Uh, again, we sat at the... You know, like, it was a summer, like, a Monday afternoon. We were in Disney Springs at, like, 2 or 3. It's kind of dead. Mm-hmm. It, like, especially the restaurants. And we sat at the bar and just this... You know, you become friends with the bartender. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're the only person sitting there. So... Um, but it goes up against one of my absolute favorites in all the world. So, <laughs> Morimoto Asia. That's what you That's my say. pick. Yeah. That's his yeah, pick. Yeah. yeah, both of these are really great food, and both are really great um, atmosphere. Um, but man, those bao buns. Like, I have to go with Morimoto Asia. Yeah, I think this is sadly didn't really give Frontera much of a chance because Morimoto is so good. Frontera does have great great food the only place you can get the avocado margarita outside of the mexican pavilion mm-hmm. it's the same one um really good but morimoto is a slam and a dunk on this baddie sure yeah morimoto i mean a a sprawling menu almost to the point where it's like a little overwhelming how many items <laughs> and what is it that like kitchen nightmares that like that's what's the show where like um bar rescue i don't know but the dude's like like you have too many items on the menu, you need to like pare it down and like Restaurant Impossible. Yeah, that could be one. I don't know. I don't really watch food shows, but I know oh. that's like a comp. But I know that's a. <laughs> but I know Ramsey, that is Gordon a, Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. They do often pare down the menu. Right. Yeah. I think it is Gordon Ramsay where he's like, you have too many things on the menu. You need to like condense it. And but everything I've had on the menu has been great and you know high quality, good service, good drinks. Uh, yeah, Frontera Cucina, unfortunately, is the victim of, of seating in this case. But I will note that in, what, 12 years, we've never eaten there as a group? We have never. Morimoto? Eaten. No, no, uh, <laughs> Frontera. Well, oh, if you would have say. stayed out after STK, that's where we went. I've been there with a group. You just went back for a nap. I probably did, yeah. <laughs> but I said Morimoto as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. We've got uh, Raglan Road going up against Paradiso 37. All right. I need everyone. All right. Paradiso 37. I've been there one time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've been there twice. Have I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I might have had too many adult beverages to eat. Have you ever been to Raglan Road? I have been to Raglan Road. Um, 
food at Paradiso. That's it's what, like what I think they call it fusion. I think they have okay. a lot of like just very like basic. Like I think there's burger. I don't think it's like super belonging to any culture. I think it's just like mid range. I think it's like it's American, isn't it? Yeah, it's American. Like based. as in South South America and Central America. Okay, like a hodgepodge. Of- <laughs> I could be wrong on that, but I that's what I thought right. that was. Um. This, see, this was tough because I know I've been to both, but I have done Raglan Road, and to be really honest with you, like, I love um, the Irish, like, the music, um, the dancers, the entertainment there, the culture. Some people, like... There there is some real... um, I don't know anyone who feels that way about Paradiso 37 (laughs) who's like, oh, this is my identity. Yeah. (laughs) This is my identity. (laughs) So, So, what are you going with? I'm going with Raglan. Yeah. Just, you know, I love Irish music and just the feel, the culture. And I, f- I feel like even though it's like it can be kind of hype at moments, but it's very laid back, which I remember vaguely Paradiso. It can be a little loud and... That day that we went there was one adding of the abs- absolute oh. worst construction days I've ever oh, seen. God. Was it? Downtown Disney to Disney Springs. And that was legitimately the busiest I have ever we had friends meet us there and it took them three hours to get like ten minutes down there. That's road. when it was height of construction. Yeah, right. I and we that. I think they threw us in the corner and were like, Good luck. Bye. <laughs> um I felt packed when yeah. we went. So um I don't go to Raglan Road because I feel like it's packed in there all the time and I don't like the loud I am an old dusty grandma as as <laughs> get that wine. before I will, you will find me in Enzo's hideaway. Um, Paradiso 37 is nothing special. I mean, it is truly nothing special, but I think given the choice, I'd rather eat there. So that's what I went with. Um, I, I think I changed, I, I changed my mind. I had Paradiso 37 down, but just, it's just nothing special. And like, I mean, Raglan Road for what it is, is like a fine facsimile of an Irish pub or whatever. And the food is fine from what I remember. I don't go there very often because... You've never been there. I've been there for drinks. No, you yes, haven't. Yes, we have. We 100% well, I have... I have I have 100% okay. sat in there and watched a live music in Raglan Road. We Early on. It's been a very long time, but we have. Um, and Listeners, if you believe Matt, you have not been listening to this podcast <laughs> long enough because there's no way that's true, but that's fine. I'd, I'd like to think that we have... Wow, I did not think I'd get you to backpedal, but it's absolutely wow. true. We have not been there. Ever. Ever. Listeners, leave a like if you enjoyed hearing Matt backpedal his... Uh... <laughs> I mean, you can still... I don't care if I've been there or not. No, you can... I, I'm not saying... That doesn't that doesn't discount your argument. I'm just saying we have not been there. Period. Okay. So you're going with The Raglan fact Road? remains, I'm going with Raglan Road because, okay. like you said, Paradiso is nothing special. It's got kind of an identity crisis. And at least... Raglan Road is is good for what it's going for. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Raglan Road here and say I've I've had some very good meals there. I've eaten there twice, I think, and then once at the takeout that they have. They have a, like a quick service takeout window. Oh, the attached to it, Dublin something. Yeah, Cooks of Dublin. I consider that one in the same. I don't know if it's yeah. actually separate or not, but 
Um, you know, you, you know what you're getting. You, I mean, you're going in, you're expecting it to be loud. You're expecting them to be, you know, doing a bunch of Irish stuff. You know, whatever. Oh, here we are. Here we are. And, you know, we actually had a good experience. I don't, I think I was with you guys. I'm pointing at Matt and Rob. At one point we went and we were in the bar. Wait, are you? Oh, oh my god! Not I thought you were about to say Ragland Road. I'm like, wait, you oh, got yes. <laughs> No, not Ragland. Right, not Ragland. Right oh my god! I thought that was like, were you bearing the lead on that? Paradiso 37. We had a great end of night experience at their bar, as I recall, and I, I could be wrong about the people, but <laughs> I would love. And and Scott just shows a picture of me, Rob, and Scott at, at Ragland Road, Road doing Irish step <laughs> Can dancing. Can you imagine? And he's like, and here's the photographic proof. Of anyway, us. I'm going. This with was Ragland two Road. weeks ago. <laughs> I'm going Raglan Road. Rob? <laughs> yeah, th- th- neither of these would be in my top list. Um, so it, it was just, I don't know, it, it's Raglan Road, just process of elimination. Um, okay. I'm, so. I'm fine that Paradiso lost, but Scott, I was just looking at the menu, and I feel like there's something on here you'd really enjoy. Let's hear it. A char-grilled 10-ounce steak, caramelized onions, zesty chimichurri sauce, and choice of side. That it's... sounds like the chimichurri up <laughs> offense. I know. I mean, I, I do love chimichurri, but there are fish and chips at Raglan Road. That's so. true. He's That's a fish true. and chips boy. Uh, fish the fish the one thing not to sleep on at uh, Raglan Road, they have a bread pudding mm. dessert. <laughs> so good. <laughs> This thing is uh, like last meal good. Okay. It, it, it was insane how good it was. We should all go back to Raglan Road next time. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, really yeah, really and then just change the date on back the photograph. Again. We should all return yeah. to Raglan Road. Again. All right, we got our last matchup here in Disney Springs uh, region. We're doing the Boathouse up against T-Rex. Did you just, oh is this a throwaway? This is a throwaway. Okay. It's to me, huh? No. Oh, man. You know, it's funny because I looked down in my bracket and I was like, I didn't even see T-Rex on there because I, nothing, nothing, nothing in Disney Springs, I'll say, can beat the boathouse for me. It is the, Matt and I were in Florida this week. We did not go to a single park. We went to the boathouse. That is the place to be. Yeah, um, as much as I would love to get a steak uh, cooked medium roar. <laughs> you know, one thing that... Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're picking Boathouse then. Yeah. Uh, one thing I remember was from Catherine's book. Um, she did give a decent rating to T-Rex. I, T-Rex is fun. Yeah. And, but it is hard to get into, too. Like, if it was something that was just open, like nothing out, everything was busy that night, and they said, come on in, we can fit you in a T-Rex... I would go to T Rex. Mm-hmm. I am not above T Rex. Oh, I understand. This is this is an easy, 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 easy one. But am nice. I am I making up that on a scheduled cadence, the meteor hits and extinction is caused and kills all the dinosaurs in the no, middle of your restaurant? No, no, it's like the Rainforest Cafe where there's a bunch of little dinosaurs that like go off every like ten minutes. Yeah. One. But I think, thought that there was a point no, in this I think whole thing a me- where it's like, I think there is like a meteor storm, but it doesn't kill the dinosaurs. They then survive. It cooks your and, meat. Yeah. <laughs> cooks your extinction happens. You have to deal with it. Yeah. No. It's just death. Rob, give us your thought. This is... I have no desire to ever go to T-Rex. And the boathouse has been one of the all-time redemption places for me mm-hmm. since I first went there. Um, from the depths of despair to the <laughs> what's the wow. what's the from 
agony of feet to whatever. But the heights it, of glory. The yeah, gorilla, yeah, yeah, gorilla victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Uh, so boathouse. Yeah, I also went with the boathouse. I feel like it's really redeeming itself in my eyes. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the first two rounds, and this is going to mark the end of this episode. Um, so if you want to hear, and we hope that you do, the rest of this first round of the bracket, as well as the end of the uh, other two regions that we've already done, we're going to be doing that on the next podcast. Let me let me kick it to Matt here for the outro, because I don't really usually do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, don't Matt. you? I guess that's a no, Catherine no, thing. No, any, anybody have any last call items? You have to listen to the next episode now, because we're leaving you hanging with a to be continued. Yeah, you don't even dun, know dun, what the dun, other yeah. 32 restaurants right, are. Yeah, yeah, and lots of yep. love for our West Coasters. On yep, the, on now the you're in. We got our hooks in you. Any um, any last call items? Oh, I have a last call. Bring it. Happy birthday, Rob. Oh, oh, Rob's yeah, birthday Rob. will be in between these two episodes. Okay. So 23. Wish, wish yes. old Broccoli Rob. 23 years <laughs> his, his 21st birthday again. Almost yes. rent that car. Yep. Um, any, anyone else? Thank you. No, that's all I got. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.